Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life Hacks for Working Moms, the podcast that helps you overcome the overwhelm, embrace the chaos, and cultivate a life you love. My name is Megan Strand, and it is always a good day when I'm here with you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, I am beyond excited to talk about something that is on my personal shortlist, and that's volunteering abroad with your family. Joining me today is Dave Santuli, founder and executive director of United Planet, which is an organization that offers volunteer opportunities in 35 countries. Hey, Dave. Hi, Megan. Great to be here with you. Why don't you start off by telling us why you founded United Planet? Where did this idea come from? I, I think it comes from my life experiences, traveling and living in different countries and reflecting back on my life and realizing how much I learned from stepping beyond my comfort zone and my own borders and going out and exploring the world and meeting people from different countries and cultures. How many, how many countries have you personally been to? Well, that's another great question. <laughs> Over 100. <gasps> wow. Did, and you, did you start that at an early age or when you were an adult? Well, my, my first experience was uh, when I was around 14 and I went to the Soviet Union. I was studying Russian and had a chance to go with my oh, that's cool. uh, Russian class, the Soviet Union. And once I had that experience and understood how different the world is from where I grew up, I was hooked. And I just had this passion for exploring the world ever since. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, you have a ton of different types of volunteers opportunities at United Planet. Can you tell me specifically about your family volunteering program? Sure. We have a, a variety of options for families with children five years and up, and most of them are focused on opportunities to spend time with other children mm. in other parts of the world, which is a really meaningful experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said spending time with other children because for me, it's hard to introduce your kids to service opportunities because so many of them are one step removed from, you know, whoever the end beneficiary is. And it's, it's sometimes hard for them to grasp that concept of, you know, I'm a kid and I can help another kid. Right, right. We, we've actually found that many of our uh, orphanage for orphanages that we work with in different countries are actually really excited to have families come over so that their children can meet children from other countries. It's a very special experience for the orphans as well. Oh, that's awesome. So talk a little bit um, more about these programs. So what, what happens when you go on one of these trips? Like where, where do you stay? Are you staying with a family? Are you staying in a tent? Like where, what, what happens? Where where are you? There, There are some options. So and one of the very interesting options is the option of staying with a host family, which we find is, is one of the most special parts of the experience, and families generally love that. So in many countries, you can stay with a host family. And in some countries, for example, Romania, you can stay right at the orphanage itself. They have housing there. So it's kind of like staying in an extended host family where you're part of the entire community. So those would be the two main options for families. What happens, what can people expect once they get in country? Like, is it just like, here's a map, good luck, here's where the orphanage is? Well, we like to create this very authentic and immersive experience that's also well-supported. 
So we help give some guidance and introduction to travel agents to assist with the arranging of the, the air tickets and the flights. But once you arrive in country, we have country coordinators in each country, and you're picked up at the airport, taken to the, the project, um, given a, an orientation, and you begin. We, we also have some different cultural activities that you take part of throughout the experience, some language lessons, some excursions. So in country, you're, you're well supported and either staying at the project or with the host family. That's awesome. And it's nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm a former Peace Corps volunteer. So I, I definitely, if it was just me going to do something like this, I'd be like, I don't need all this. But with my kids, I mean, you want to have that level. Well, at least I do. You want to have that level of structure in place so that yes, it's an adventure. Yes, you're going somewhere else, but you, you can rely on somebody else to kind of handle some of those logistics and, you know, make sure you're well set up. Yes. Yes, that's right. So when you're volunteering, let's say in an orphanage, since you brought that up, um, mm -hmm. is it, do you volunteer all day, every day? Like, are you there 6 a.m. to 6 p.m.? Like, how, how does that piece work? Right, right. Well, what we really try to do is understand the, the interests and the needs of, let's say, the family. Yeah. How old are yeah. the children? What types of activities would they like to do? Um, what types of activities would the parents like to do? And then we, we also match that with the needs of our orphanages. So what, what kinds of projects are going on at the time? Are the uh, children in school uh, during certain times? Oh, okay. And that it, makes sense. It depends a little bit on the time of year. Uh, and then we, we match them with those kinds of pro projects. So most of the families love spending time with the children, doing different activities, supporting with homework. Just spending time playing with them is, is a really wonderful experience. And then if the children happen to be in school during certain parts of the day, then there are other projects that they can usually do at the orphanage um, to help out in different ways. Awesome. And then, okay, when you, when you look at your families that come through these programs, or just when you think about it in general, what's it? I mean, you said you take kids as young as five, which is amazing, but what's the, what's kind of the ideal age for an experience like this? That is a really hard question because I think there's a value at each and every age sure. and it depends on the type of work. So it can so, be, it could really be, any, know, it, it probably I, depends I, I on think, the kid, right? <laughs> yeah. And it depends on the kid, but you know, I like to think around 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, those are great ages. Oh, bless you I for saying a, that. That's exactly how old my kids are. So I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, even at younger ages, just exposing them to a different culture, language, it's tremendous experience for, for the younger kids too. Um, and it's just to share in this experience as a family is, is an amazing um, opportunity that really brings the family so much closer together as well. Yeah, I would imagine. So um, what I think, I think, and I could be wrong. Um, I think you offer volunteer opportunities of different lengths of time, like a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month. Um, right. What's the shortest amount of time you can do this for? And um, what's a typical length of time that people do this for? Like, what would you recommend? Sure. sure. Well, we have short-term programs from one week to 12 weeks, 
And I would definitely recommend at least 10 days. Two weeks would be ideal, even three weeks. Uh, but I think most people do it, especially families, for around 10 days to two weeks. And we even have six months in one year programs. That might be a bit long for a family unless they're ready to relocate. Um, but we have a lot of individuals doing programs for that sure. as well. Sure. Well, so why, why do you say 10 days to two weeks? Well, I, I would say 10 days to two weeks given the, the typical vacation time that people get here. Yeah. And in, in terms of what's doable, I would recommend as long as you could go as, as the ideal length of time. But I would recommend 10 days over seven days so you have a little bit more time. Yeah. And ideally, two to three weeks would, would be the best. But given people's vacation schedules, usually it's around 10 days or, or two weeks that they're able to, to do. Yeah, and I would imagine it, it probably takes you a week just to figure out where you are and what you're doing. Right, and right. <laughs> depending on where, where in the world you go. Because tell, tell us where these family or, um, opportunities are through your organization. Like what countries could pot- people potentially go to? Right. There are a variety of options, but we usually recommend Peru, uh, Nepal, and Romania as some of the top options. Because of the relationships that you have there and the setup? Because these are programs that have a, a strong infrastructure, wonderful setup, and opportunities to work closely with children. Right. There's some other opportunities, for example, in, in Costa Rica and other places that might be more environmental in nature, mm. where you get to interact with the environment and that kind of thing. But we find that most families really love that, that interaction, especially with children. So these are our top recommendations for families. Tell, tell me, yeah, no, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And I think those are the three you have up on your website too. So people can take a look at, at those. Um, we'll put the, we'll put the link there, but, um, talk a little bit about, you know, you sort of alluded to it, but like, what are families, what do families find when they volunteer together? Like what feedback do you get after a family has done a trip like this? I, I find that the most valuable feedback is how close they become as a family through this experience. There's, there's one layer of, of experience of, of this life-changing experience that they share together, exploring a new culture, meeting people, volunteering in the society. On so many levels, it, it opens everyone's eyes. But to share in that experience together is really magical. And just having that quality time together is something very special as well, to have this incredible growth experience and, and to share that together. That's one of the most beautiful things about the experience in my mind. Yeah, I'm sure. What, what do you hear from people about, like when you get inquiries online or wherever, when you talk to people with a family, like what are their biggest hesitations before signing up for something like this? Like what, what do people commonly say? Oh, really want to do this, but not sure about yes, whatever. Yes. Well, we hear a lot of families say, how are my children going to deal with the flights? Maybe we, we haven't been on a flight that long before. How can they deal with that? Are they going to be okay with the travel and that aspect? And what we find is 
the children love the adventure. And they <laughs> it's also not the love children, the it's the parents. <laughs> they, they also love the movies on the airplane. So they usually find ways to entertain themselves. And it's a wonderful sense of adventure that, that children have. And, and uh, they usually do just fine. Oh, I'm sure. What, what else? Because that's interesting you say that's totally not what I, my personal reservation would be or my hesitation would be. What else are you hearing from people? Well, sometimes we have questions about safety or food, you know, these kinds of issues. And we, we have a, a strong um, process in place to, to address safety. We uh, do a lot on the preventative side, assessing the locations, uh, we have a long history with the families we work with, uh, do a lot of training of our country coordinators. And then we also take part in education of the volunteers. We have pre-departure training that we do for all volunteers. And we also have training that we do, as I mentioned, of our country coordinators. And then we have a, a, a very strong set of uh, emergency protocols in case there are you know, any situations. But we've been very fortunate um, in that regard, and we, we do our very best to, to choose safe uh, uh, locations as well. And if, if there's anything that the people do say about the food is, is that it's incredibly delicious. So that's something we, we hear concerns about the food on the front end, and when they come back, they say, wow, we have a new family away from home in Peru or Nepal, and you know, we, we miss the cooking there. <laughs> well, it's interesting you bring that up because that's actually, I would imagine that is probably one of the top concerns for parents. And it's interesting because I actually wouldn't have thought about that. So how, how does that work? So if you're staying with a host family, I'm assuming they provide food for you. But what if you're staying like in Romania at this yeah. orphanage on site? Like how, how does that I, work? I and, was thinking about Romania because I was just there in November. Oh, awesome. And... I was, it's just as good as home-cooked food. So it's like the food that and, the and kids really are eating? Food. The, in, the in meals the are phenomenal and traditional Romanian dishes, really delicious, fresh vegetables. They grow a lot of their vegetables right there on the, at the orphanage. And so you, you feel like you're, you're, you know, almost on a farm having that, that fresh kind of food that you'd have there and, and they do a really nice job with their meals. We could really learn a lot from some of these organizations, right? Like, because in the United yeah. States, our meal programs for schools, for example, are horrendous. Yes. And it sounds yes. like in Romania at the orphanage, they're actually feeding these kids healthy food. And that was my experience too. When I was in um, Costa Rica a handful of years ago, working with um, kids at a special education school, they cooked everything on site, but it was all, home cooked. So I love that. That's yes. And this is a very special orphanage because it's a private, privately run orphanage, um, that takes, um, both children and women and even some elderly, uh, people who can't be accommodated at the state run orphanages and, and really gives them just outstanding care and has a lot of their, their own programs to raise the food and, be self-sustainable within the orphanage. So I think that is a very special arrangement and uh, one that we could definitely learn a lot from. 
Yeah, no, that's fascinating. Um, talk a little bit about the types of families that go on these programs. You and I were chatting a little bit before the episode, um, and I was really pleasantly surprised to hear some of the examples of people that have done these trips. Yes, it's it's really across the, the gamut. Um, we have grandparents going with grandchildren, extended families going where we've had you know, 10 or more people going. Uh, we might have a, a, a father and daughter going or the full family, uh, parents and children. So it's really been a, a diverse range of, of opportunities. And, you know, it's, it's kind of open to, to all those, you know, potential options. That's great. And, you know, because I, it, it's interesting I feel like I'm a relatively open-minded person, but when I thought family volunteering, I thought, okay, me, my husband, and my two children, like, (laughs) you know, um, so, but I love that, you know, grandparent, grandchild, or, you know, maybe one parent, one child that I just love that. And it sounds like you accommodate all types of people. I mean, it's interesting. What's the largest family group you're able to accommodate just out of curiosity? Not that I have a large family to bring, but. Well, we do accept groups, you know, you know, 20 or so individuals. So uh, you could even think about a, a family reunion, that kind of thing. I love if it. There's an opportunity for that. Well, I'm, I'm glad and, you brought that. that there up. were multiple generations of grandparents, parents, and children. That's so cool. I'm glad you brought that up because I I, I know that you do other types of volunteer programs specifically yes. for teens and people in their gap years. So can you talk a little bit about that as well? Sure. Sure. We have programs for individuals as well, so uh, students 15 years and up, and most of the students would do something during the summer, maybe during a winter break, and this is also a great time for families to do something like that. Um, and we find that there's, there's more and more of an interest for, for uh, young people to go out and experience the world, broaden their global perspectives, and contribute and, and build that sense of civic responsibility. And, and I think that's what this, this kind of program does. It, it teaches us to appreciate uh, you know, what we have in our own lives and, and also to understand that, that we have a, a, a responsibility to give back and, and that giving back isn't just about a duty. It's, it's something that can be one of the most fulfilling things that you could ever do in your life. Um, and of course that goes for learning about other cultures and, uh, celebrating different cultures from around the world. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a powerful experience. Yeah. Going back to the gap year question, we, we have those shorter term programs, one to 12 weeks, but we also have six month and one year programs where students could, and, and sometimes do take time before going to college and sometimes even after college, uh, as well as, as, a, as a, you know, option. So for the teen program, for example, first of all, what's the minimum age on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some programs that are open to 15 and up, and then others are 16, and a few are open to um, students 17 and up. But the youngest age to go alone would be 15. Okay, that was my next but question. But so- go with your family, it's um, five. Five. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and that makes that makes sense. So, with the teen program, is that um, 
are you placing them with other teens or is it just, could they be by themselves in one of these programs? There, there are some different options there and we have a special teen page on the website. Okay. I'll so include one that. example of a project, which I, we're really excited about is a Peru leadership through service project oh. where we're going to have three days of leadership training, cross-cultural training in the United States. And then as a group, they will go to Peru and have this program and there'll be reflection throughout the, the program there. And, and that's something that we're very excited that's about. That's so cool. And then we have another program in China where students will be with students from China and they will be teaching English. But there's also going to be a lot of sharing of cultures and mutual learning in the sense that they're going to be learning a lot about the Chinese culture while teaching the, the Chinese young people English. So this is a really interesting program as well, wow. open to students 16 and up. And then in Ecuador, we have a program that's two weeks. They spend one week in the cloud forest doing conservation work, and then another week in Quito working with educational projects and working with children. Wow. It's too bad you guys don't yeah, have much going on, Dave. On I mean, holy cow. <laughs> Jeez, that's awesome. It's like, yeah. um, it's like mini Peace Corps, the teen program. And in fact, we've collaborated with the Peace Corps. Some of our volunteers have gone on to the Peace Corps oh, after that's cool. this experience. Sometimes the Peace Corps refers people to us if you know individuals are looking for a shorter-term experience. And in fact, our global programs director is a former Peace Corps Yay. volunteer as well. Yay. So we have that spirit within us as that's, well. That's very, very cool. So um, just logistically, going back to the family volunteer experience, because that's sort of the focus of our episode today, how much does, does one of these trips cost for the week? Like, let's just say the trip to Peru. And how is it priced? Is it priced by the week or right. by the person or both? Yes, it's, it's, it's priced by week and also by country. Okay. So it does vary. And we have different family discounts depending on the, the number of people enrolling and that kind of thing. Okay. And all of that information is on the website. But we try to do our best to, as a nonprofit organization, to make our programs fair and reasonable, but to also achieve the, the quality of, of program that we're trying to offer as an organization and make that a really special experience for everyone. And at the same time, do our best to offer some discounts for families as well. Fantastic. Okay. Well, we've got lots of links to put into the show notes today, which yeah. I will definitely do. <laughs> um, so where can people find out more about United Planet and all of these great programs you've been talking about today? Well, I would suggest the best way is at, on our website at unitedplanet.org. They could also follow us on Twitter at United Planet. But most of the information um, is on the website, unitedplanet.org, as well as our contact information. So uh, I suggest that anyone give us a call and talk with us about their interests, and we'd love to work with them. Excellent. Well, thank you so, so much. This is so fascinating, and I cannot, I really want to do one of these trips with my family. So thank you so, so much for joining um, on this episode today. And of course you can find, uh, you can find life hacks for working moms at the website, LH, the number four WM.com or on iTunes. Do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you like this episode, please, uh, please also review the episode on iTunes. That helps a lot as well. 
So on behalf of Dave and myself, I'd like to thank you so, so much for joining us today for this episode of Life Hacks for Working Moms, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.